You're listening to Yoshi Obayashi. Alright, welcome to the new episode of Yoshi Den. This is 2015 February, and I'm back in Stockholm. And this episode is、um, sponsored by Brandon Iron,、uh, adult superstar. And check out Brandon Iron's website, brandoniron.com. And thanks for sponsoring the show, Brandon. And today I have Aram Flam. Am I pronouncing your last name right? Fine. No, I w- I, it would probably be f- like flame in English, actually. But、uh, that, but sound, how, how that sounds really. How the Swedes pronounce it?、Or、hey, Jew. Is that yeah, how they yes, pronounce yes, it? Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Nowadays, at least,、um, it's become terribly politically correct here.、Uh, I don't want to say anything racially insensitive about、right. Pakistanis. <laughs> By the way, I'm at Adil's apartment, and when I walked in here last night, it looked like the first crack house I walked I'm not even kidding. It looks like the first crack house walked in Stockholm, which is Stockholm, if you have never been, it's a beautiful city, one of the great cities of the world.、Uh, Spotify, hello. And.、Um, Very clean. Very clean. But this is the, like the messiest place I've ever been to. Yes, this is a biohazard. This could actually be ground zero for a new global pandemic. Of, yeah, that would be.、Uh, even, even you were a little. A- sur- and, and I think it.、Uh, I, will, I will make this argument it has、uh, on race biological grounds.、Mm-hmm. I think it has to do with him being Pakistani. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's fucking filthy. Um... Yeah, so I'm back. I got, here, I got here literally almost, not quite a day. I'm, I think, two or three hours away from hitting the 24 hour mark. And、uh, I'm glad you walked. I was almost ready to go and take a walk. So I'm glad you showed up. And for those of you, if you don't know, he is、uh, what I call poor, 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 poor man's version of John Stewart for Sweden. Because you, you, you're a comedian, you're a writer, you're a thinker, you, you do TV shows. And quite often, you take positions that are not very popular. And I think um, um, you have the mental toughness to stand your、uh, position, even though people might say you've been a little too critical or too dark at times. Maybe am, I, am I have. Am I, 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 I,、uh, yes. I, 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 yes, I,、mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually, whenever I have to explain what I do、mm-hmm. uh, to, for, to, to foreigners,、mm-hmm. I, I actually quote you and I say, Uh, I do a Swedish、uh, poor man's version of The Daily Show. Right. Oh, oh, I've seen、yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, But the guy who was sitting、know. next to you looked more like an actor to me. It, it, it looks like, uh, uh, look like if, you, if you didn't know it's a comedy show, it, it does look like Swedish version CNN, where you have two guys in suit, look very professional, and you guys talking about the topic of the week or、yes. the day. And,、uh, But just like Jon Stewart has a suit,、mm-hmm. I say,、uh, you know. Uh, funny stuff, I suppose.、Uh, to some, at least. And then, yeah, so, and I'm a stand up comedian. And the guy next to me is also a stand up comedian, although nowadays, in the, last, in the last two years, I haven't seen him do that much comedy. I see.、Uh, he does morning radio, one of the biggest shows in Sweden. And then we have a comedic actor, or a comedian, but not a stand up comedian, like us, you know.、Um, yeah. yeah.、Uh, well, before we continue, wh- what was your reaction when you heard John Stewart is retiring? Because I'm assuming he's famous here too, right? Well, I discovered Jon Stewart、uh, 
uh, when I was studying film in Canada in 2002, 2003. And back then, no one here had heard of him, and I hadn't heard of him. And I just saw this rant he had about George W. Bush. Right. And at this time uh, in America, and also living in Canada, it was kind of strange during, you know, 9-11, post-9-11. Sure. Because this, I, I lived in Canada when you went into Iraq. And uh, and by you, I'm referring to America. And America, sure. Yes, um, not you personally, Yoshi. I I I don't think you did, had nothing to do with that, did you? No, but I mean, I don't I don't think I was against it. And now okay. looking back, I have a mixed feeling about it. I I think I don't have a problem with Afghanistan, even though uh, I was pro the war in Afghanistan pre nine eleven. Oh, interesting. Yes. Because of the human rights uh, no, abuse? Don't or? Why? No, don't care. No, no, don't care about that at all. No, uh, you see, the Taliban destroyed those two Buddhas. And, yes. And they uh, completely trashed the um, modern museum of Kabul. And I think that any... Uh, Citizen of the world. Who, yeah, who, who does that to art and culture should be exterminated. You know, I, I, I was in Afghanistan in 2012 and 2013, and... The first time I met my friend Sam Hosseini, who owns all those companies in Middle East, uh, I mean, an Afghanistan for media company, I met his uh, mother and father, and they fled Afghanistan. But anyway, make the story short, they showed me pictures from 60s and 70s. Kabul, or Kabul, however you want to pronounce it, it used to be, it was almost like a Paris of Central Asia. I mean, women wear skirts, and like, it, I, I don't know, I guess I never even paid attention to that. I, I didn't know how free they were back then, and until Taliban showed up. Um, because um, um, Steve uh, Steve Cool, I think that's just the name of the guy. He is the head of uh, Columbia University Journalism. He writes for New Yorker, and he he wrote a, a book called Ghost War. It's a big ass book about how CIA and other intelligence were the one who actually kind of set up create create an environment in Central Asia where. We, we we had in we did have uh, we had parts in creating Taliban and creating environment to help them. But they're very thrive. successful right now, the Taliban. Yeah. I think you should take more credit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we were obviously we were allies with Taliban when they were fighting the Soviet Union. So you know, it's it's such an incestuous things. But anyway, uh, I have a lot of mixed feelings about that. We could talk a little bit about that later on. But so you're in Canada. You saw John Stewart. Um, blew me away. Yeah. It Completely blew me away, and yeah. I became a slave, and I watched this during the entire year I was there. And then Were you I, so shocked and like you couldn't believe he's an American? With that? No, but, but the, the environment at that time, post 9-11, in the States especially... It was, was really hard. Complete, to, yeah. it, it was a complete media blackout of any critic, sure. critical thought against uh, George W. Bush at that time. And John Stewart stood out as the only voice of yes. reason uh, for a really long time. Yes. Uh, he was the right man at the right place at the right time. And uh, There's others who pay uh, a price, like Bill Maher, because he criticized about our attacks in that part of the world. And he, he was fired from Predictably Incorrect, which, which used to be on ABC, who later on ended up having a show on HBO. But yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's easy to s- uh, promote idea that everyone agrees. There's no courage involved in that. But, yeah, well, yeah. You, know, you know, and as you were, all, you were telling me last year, 
the notion Sweden Yanta, where collective thinking. It's kind of like a cousin of political correctness, right? I mean, it's in a way. Uh, well, yes, I think it's it's more along the lines of what you told me about Ichime last time. Ichime, yeah. Ichime, where, where if individual me, uh, behave different from the rest of the group, the group have an obligation to penalize that person, either physically or mentally. Mentally, abuse him yeah. in or her into line basically and it's it's almost kind of like uh, in japan's like boys will be boys kind of attitude where they feel like they, they you let that happen but it's um it's a very uncomfortable situation if you have them to be different or you, you happen to have a different opinion over something that everybody doesn't agree with yes yeah. we are a, um, a consensus seeking nation yes the swedes uh so you like john stewart my reaction was i was very sad because you know he i i um People who are 15, 20 years older than me in the States, they look up to a person like Johnny Carson. He really was the voice of the, 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 of the whole country. And I, think, I didn't realize until... I didn't realize how much I, 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 I liked Robin Williams after he died. Now that John Stewart saying he's retiring, it's, it really is a loss for, I think... Um, Indeed it is. Yeah. And, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's possible to replace him. I mean, they're going to get someone, but... That's uh yeah. Well I uh well he had an enormous impact on me anyway and that's why I yeah. I'm actually doing he's the reason I'm doing the poor man's daily show on Swedish state television. Uh so um, it is a tough I was sad mm. but you know he's done his he's done more than he needs to. And you know, I I I I I was friend I was friend with Mitch Hedberg, and I remember one year when Mitch Hedberg was doing Seattle comedy competition. I was in it. He sh- told me he's not going to show up next day to do a show because he was doing a show with John Stewart. But back, this is like way back, uh, fifteen, sixteen years ago. I think even before Daily Show. But even back then, I knew John Stewart was an extremely smart guy. And I think he was too smart to have a show on MTV. He has, I don't remember, it was like a dating show. I can't remember. He had a show on MTV. And it didn't, I think he made him, I think he was way ahead of the time. And I think he was too smart to be on MTV. I don't, you know, I like MTV, but you know what I mean? Like, yes. he really, he's unbelievable. The guy is intellectual of a, you know, first class. And he's an extremely funny guy. And he could go toe to toe as you as you could, you know seen many shows. Only time I thought he was a little puzzled is that John Yu. Do you remember that guy? No. John Yu was a torture attorney for Bush, and he was on the Daily Show, and uh, he was basically a counsel uh, advisor to President Bush. What constitutes torture and things like that? Mm. You should see that episode. One uh, of those uh, psychologists that no. He's a, uh, there he's was a, some scandal where two psychologists were paid like $80 million to develop the non-torture torture methods like waterboarding and whatnot. Oh, I won't be surprised. Um, but that was the only time I, I see John Stewart have to kind of pause and take a break and interview this guy again. Zhang Yu, Y-O-O. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad. I'm a big fan. I uh, wish I would have met the guy. I, I wish I would have seen the show live. But... Um, Talk about great contribution, and I forgot. You're right. Back in those uh, right after that, immediately after 9/11, it really was scared to speak up. You know, to criticize the U.S. government's policy. Uh, yeah, and uh, he was funny as hell. Yeah, I was young, and uh, uh, 
I thought I think uh, rebellious figures in my generation were in short supply. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's yes. these, like like smart rebellion at least. Because these days people get fired for Twitter account. You know, people are just afraid. Watch what they're saying, and uh, you would think we want to hear uh, honesty. You know. Um, but it, it, honesty it, can be well thought out as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, I haven't seen your year. Yes. Um, have you had a chance to do those TV shows uh, still, or is that? Uh, yeah, we're up for a third season, I think, this okay. fall or something. But this spring, I'm going on tour. Uh, where are you going? Through Sweden. So uh, th- things are good. I mean, no, I mean. Yes, things are good. Um, I have nothing to complain about, which makes me suck. Because um, Sweden has, what, maybe five to seven million people? No, nine. Nine. Yes, we claim nine million lives. But most of them are not my demographic. No. <laughs> no. I can't imagine. So... Um, because I think, I think, I think there's always going to be... It's always tough when you're trying to make demands on audience, you know... Uh, instead of giving them what what they want, you give them what they need, and I think that sometimes people resent that. You know, maybe they just want to have a laughter, but I don't know. know if I give anyone what they need. I I give them what I believe they need. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, but I've seen recordings of myself, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm not sure the message is all that clear from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad. Uh, it sounds like it sounds good because you know, um, last time I saw you in the states, it was immediately after I got back. You guys flew in for a couple of weeks in the states. You guys were in shows, and um, that was it. I'm back. Um, I'm glad that your working situation is good. But so you you have a different girlfriend, and you guys decided to go to Japan, right? That's, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. So we found cheap flights, Yoshim. But. Uh, so your girlfriend's it's it's interesting in Japan. Well, how did this happen? You know, we were looking at flights, mm-hmm. and then we found really cheap tickets. What's cheap to you guys? Like four thousand crown each return. Okay, that's like four hundred euros, and in dollars, I don't fucking know. Okay, five hundred, six hundred. Um, for a, th- a thirty-six hour layover in Moscow, both ways. Okay, but you can uh, like take a hotel room. Um, for 36 hours. Oh, is this Aeroflow? Yes. Oh, oh God. L- listen, it's va- the how bad they are is vastly exaggerated. Sure, all the films, no, I I, all the films are censored to unrecognizability. Yeah. But uh, I sure do love that guy Putin. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, at, at least Aeroflow, you don't have to worry about getting shut down over Ukraine. No, that, no, that, that, I, that is that true. I guarantee you that. Yes. Um, no, I, I, last time I was here, I actually flown in Aeroflot, and I didn't have any problem. I just didn't like the long stay in Moscow. Holy fuck, you know? Yes. So uh, that's a cheap check-it. And what, but why did you... Well, why, I've why had, Japan? I, I've always dreamt of going there, and you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did your girlfriend like it? Uh, she she had ha- has always had her own dream of going there and her own reasons. And it just, yeah, yeah we both loved it. She she want to go because of the tentacle porn, uh, mostly yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
And, you know, me being a young uh, intellectual wuss of a Westerner. Sure. Grew up uh, dreaming uh, dreams of being a samurai or a ninja. Uh, admiring, you know, the discipline uh, and the simplicity of a life devoted only to die for your master. Uh, but then I turned Satanist and, you know, non serviam. So uh, <laughs> I never became a samurai. But uh, I retained the dream of going to Japan at one point. So during conversation, you guys thinking about vacation, you guys picked Japan. Yes. And when did you go? When to when? Also, I must add, uh, one of my uh, good friends said, because he has a company in Japan, he said that uh, he promised me I could use his apartment for free okay. in, in Shibuya wow. all, all the time I was there. And did he let you? Uh, we found out on f- uh, on landing in Moscow, waiting to go to Japan, that he didn't come through. I see. So uh, we devoted 36 hours uh, in Moscow to finding a place to stay. In wait, wait, how long did you stay in Moscow? Uh, maybe, it's not 36 hours, maybe 18 hours. Okay. So did you do you stay in the airport? Or do you no no no. We had in a, a hotel room, very nice hotel room, or, or at least large. Okay. Yes. And you were there for. And you know the ruble has crashed because yes. of the sanctions. So uh, you well, know well, go, mean, going there, the yeah. hotel was cheap. Coming back three weeks later, the hotel was like a third of what it had been three weeks earlier. It was uh, amazing. The drop was like mm, steep. When did you go? Uh, like uh, two days before Christmas, we flew out of Sweden and, okay. and came back uh, more than a week, like uh, on the 9th of January. Okay. So 21, 22 days. Oh, this is recent. Day. Okay. So, well, I have to say, for me, dollars stronger against Swedish uh, kronas. I mean, you know, like last year, it was like, what, 5.5 uh, kroners to buy a dollar it's like hovering a little over eight now yes so it's become very inexpensive for you to come here yeah well i wasn't intending to pay anything because i'm staying with a deal but yeah i was i was surprised even the deal didn't realize until we did an exchange rate if you're staying with a deal you're paying with your life (laughs) your health your sanity all right all right so um um going back to japan so why did you want to go to japan and like um did you what what was your like? I, and I've had uh, I have pre- I've had preconceived notions about I hear those. Japanese people. Okay. Uh, I think an image Japan has been part in selling itself yeah. uh, to the world, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have a sort of a nerdy interest in Japan. I'm not a Weibo or whatever you call it in in the states. Uh, I, I was never that into manga or anime, right. anime or anything, but. Uh, I had an unhealthy interest in in Zen or Buddhism and, sure. and Shinto and and you know the shogunate and all that yeah. uh, very exciting uh, stuff. Um, but I also have the idea that you know the I, I I showed you the last time you were here the World Value Survey that comes out right every five years and Japan and Sweden are actually quite close. Very close. Yes. I see that. Yes. On, on the value survey. And, and you made the same observation. And my comment after coming back from Japan is this. Uh, Sweden, even if it really adhered to its nationalist ideal, uh, our ideal is mediocrity. Lagom is our ideal in Sweden. Lagom är best. We have a saying. 
that lagom is the best. Lagom it means not too much, not too little. Yeah. Yes. Not too good, not too bad. Right. Right. In between. Yes. So, uh, but like the Japanese were conformist, but the ja- Japan, in my views, when I came there, I, I, my, my preconceived notions, I, I found them uh, pretty much confirmed at first, at least. And also, uh, it's a country for people with OCD by people with severe OCD. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's, it is a small country, so... It's, it's fascinating. I come from mm. Sweden. It's a well-ordered, social democratic, yes. very clean country, conformist, consensus-seeking, passive-aggressive, <coughs> uh, socially demure people. Yes. Yes. The Japanese are like us, but their ideal is perfection in everything. Did you take any... Uh, did you use the taxi at all? Yes. Have you seen how clean the back seats yes. were? No, no, everything yeah, is yeah. clean. Everything is clean. Did I find homeless people in Tokyo? Yes, I did. When really, really, really looking, they hide because of shame, I suppose. Yes. And when they their 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 cardboard homes are yeah. The most ordered, most clean, most well-organized cardboard It looks like homes. giant origami. It really it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. When they put down their bags on asphalt, even the homeless people put down like a little piece of paper between them yeah. and the street. And the street, you could eat off the street. It's very clean. So there's like... Um, Sense of the order. social codes, I don't get all the social codes. Yeah. You know I have myself some OCD-like traits. But sure. I found myself in a country where I was the sloppy one. Now, fatty, fatty, lazy, lazy, stupid gaijin. Now, you said something before we were recording. Um, you, you were very perceptive because you said something about Japanese having sense of like racial superiority. Yes. And, and let me give you an example where um, there's a two way of looking at this situation. During the World Cup, one of the, the things that announcers are marveling is they had a collection of Japanese uh, um, fan base. Every time the match is over, they clean up their mess. So they were saying, and other nations were saying, um, this is an admirable quality of Japanese people. So cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah, the religious people say. So it, it is good. I'm like, we all should be doing that, cleaning up your mess. That's a one way of looking at it. But another way to look at it, I think it is for that group, whether they acknowledge it, it's their way of saying, it's a subtle way of saying, we are a superior group because we are able to do this. Uh, yes, but uh, what they've done is mm. completely amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I understand that what it takes to do this, what the Japanese have done to Japan yes. and themselves, uh, I understand that everyone who doesn't fit in has to kill themselves uh, before they, even reaching teenhood. And uh, what you get left if you just love perfection, the emperor, and the nation enough is something that is amazing. It's truly amazing. It took me a week and a half uh, walking around Tokyo looking at traffic to realize what was wrong with the picture. Yeah. There's not a dirty car. Bike, subway, bus, moped, motorcycle, tram, anything. Everything is maintained in mint fucking condition, even though it might be 30... I could see a Swedish Volvo from like 1974 in mint condition driving down the street, uh, and it was spotless. 
and I walk down, walk uh, past like a building site. Yeah. <laughs> and the tractor is like factory new. It looks factory. It's old, but it's just polished. It's insane the level of uh, uh, OCD that goes into like maintaining this uh, facade of perfection yeah. uh, everywhere. And I understand in one part, I mean, to romanticize it, I know you wouldn't agree because you had to grow up there, uh, to romanticize it, I understand the ideal as, you know, if you just commit yourself 100% to whatever you're doing, whether you're cleaning or whether you're doing math or returning yeah. money to someone, uh, uh, you will uh, reach some sort of, I don't know, Buddha-like state or whatever, I don't know. Um, what what you're saying is absolutely correct, and what you saw is is obviously the way it is in Japan. But it's kind of like when you, when you're a guy, you meet your friend's parents. You're you're a young guy, right? And you meet your friend's parent, and you you meet your friend's mother. She's a real hot milf or something. Let's say I'm 12 or something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so obviously she's hot to me. But that that friend of yours, he lives with her. He's seen other side of her living in that house where sometimes she's cranky. She doesn't always look perfect, you know. So you see exterior, but I think the interior, that's something that you have to stay in that country for a long time to actually get a feel for it, you know what I mean? No, you, you, I think uh, as a Westerner coming mm-hmm. to Japan, mm-hmm. I think I could spend 30 years in Japan and I would never be part of it. Ever. No, you're definitely never going to be part of it. Uh, but I think and, and I don't think I would fully understand it. You 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 understand more. Yeah. But uh, I I think it takes lifetime, you know, because when people ask me what what is it, what is it feels to be, or what is it what it is it to be like American? Like I can possibly tell you. I mean, I could tell you a certain aspect, but you know, last few years I traveled to South, and I'm I getting started getting feel for it, but. South is still mystifying to me, you know, in Midwest. And even like Northeast in Boston, New York City, there's things still that surprises me yes. too. So, you know, I lived there for over 30 years and like, I think I have a better feel for it, but, you know, but... Um, so no, no, but I, I, I know, but you know how I feel about this country. Yes. Uh, and this country, I mean, if you're average, if you're an average person of average talents and average mm-hmm. ability, then this is the best country in the world or one of them. That's ranked by the Economist, at least, uh, and that might be true. Absolutely, uh, but, because but, I, but but that is at the expense of the exceptional people. Yes, uh, so someone always has to pay the price, and I think in Japan uh, they've not compromised. They decide. They decided that uh, we're all going to be exceptional in our or in our small parts, right. uh, but. And they manage this because of shame. I understand that. Yeah. That it's an, an internalized and externalized shame, cult, culture of shame that just permeates everything. But coming there as a Westerner, knowing that they think of me as a b- barbarian, uh, a fatty, stupid gaijin. And, uh, I, don't, I don't think they... This I is, smoked in the streets, man. Yeah. Yeah. They don't... They Flicked don't, my uh, butt at cars and stuff. I, I think... Because mm, after a while, you just want to fuck that shit up. <laughs> I think I think most younger people are more sophisticated than that. But um, I I also understand why foreigners like going to Japan because they see the uh, great aspect of Japan and benefit from all this interesting part without paying this 
price for it. The heavy social prices. Yeah, because that's what Japanese pay for, you know. Yeah. So, right. so sometimes you're not included in certain things, but you're also not included in the punishment part of it either. Yes, you know? I understand. So, um, but as a sadomasochist, uh, that that makes me feel sad. And yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot of that stuff. So um, you land in Tokyo, and. So you're with your girlfriend. That's fun. That's good. So what what was it like? Like it was a stressful landing airport. It was easier to passport. It was the best landing experience of my entire life, mm-hmm. and it was so clean. Even though I'm not Japanese, first I was baffled and I didn't get it, and then just looking at it, and I realized for the first time in my life, I had come to a place where it was completely rational. Mm-hmm. Completely rational. I understood everything. It it was a relief. Usually, I have to like mire through maps and and try to get because things are not built rationally right. in Europe or or the states. Not not like this. Uh, so we just took a train, uh, which was quick, exceptionally clean, very fast. So when you were in Moscow, you guys did uh, internet search and got a hotel. Obviously, yes. Okay. And where where are you guys staying? And we were stay. We we came to Japan. We had booked a, a room at the uh, hotel Fukudaya, which is a ryokan. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. And where 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 in Tokyo? Where in Tokyo did you go? I don't believe you. Uh, Shibuya. Okay. And then uh, why did you guys, Meguruku? Why did you guys pick Shibuya? For, uh, I mean, it's a great spot. Uh, we just went by the guidebooks uh, online. Okay. You know. Uh, so we went there and then Meguruku is it's not far it's like a 15 minute walk yeah. and you know Scandinavians walk everywhere uh, Japanese walk nowhere everywhere. Yeah. no I, not as much I don't think so uh, but so yeah and we took a cab from the station to the hotel the hotel a traditional Japanese uh, yeah. guest house yeah. um, was exceptional uh, they were very nice Um the accommodations were spotless, better mm-hmm. than any Western hotel I've ever stayed at. Okay. Uh, sleeping on a futon on the floor, which is a romantic uh, thing to do, I think, uh, was amazing and good for my back. Yeah. Uh, the Japanese bath was very nice. And uh, we stayed there for a while. And then we got an Airbnb uh, apartment um, on some... Uh, Yashu Park Town. Yashu Park Town. I'm not familiar with that area. But um, so yeah. you, you stay at an apartment. And so w- what was it like? Like for, for me, when you go to a different country that I haven't lived there before, even going to grocery store could be an adventure. So, you know, when you have your own place, you went to shopping. You but know. This, is, this is what's so amazing. So you walk into a grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. And everything is perfect. There are, it's like a, a small, uh, it's like a luxurious, it's like they're selling makeup at a fancy uh, Neiman Marcus or something. Right. Yeah. And every, every apple is individually wrapped uh, perfectly. They're per- they're f- everything is flawless. Uh, and, this, and this is something um, Camille Paglia, who is the anti-feminist feminist and uh, intellectual from the United States, she mentioned this one time and it hit home really hard there's in her opinion there's basically three major cultures that 
take aesthetic to a, such an unbelievable level. Mm-hmm. And she said it's Italian, French, and Japanese. Uh. And when you go to Japan, even that packaging, I mean, they, they're just about everything in Japan, somebody has to sit down and figure out the best way to present stuff, you know. Even when you eat Asian food, I think you can make argument like one other, one Asian food is better than another, but uh, presentation of food, I think the Japanese still do it the best. I, I don't, it's, not only are they delicious, but the way, you know what I mean? Like even the sushi, how they, if they do it correctly, the the presentation of those food is, is amazing. Amazing, yeah. Me and Matilda, Matilda is a smart girl. She She figured out quickly that if you want to see Japan, follow Japanese people around. Yeah. Yeah. So we followed Japanese people around, and whenever there was a line for something, we queued. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can queue too, but the Japanese queue more. They, they're even more anal about it than Swedes. Don't and the way you, you, you give money, the way you receive money, uh, the triple uh, counting of the receipt and yeah. showing and everything, yeah. uh, the no tipping, uh, the, everything is it's so thought out. Everything is thought out. Yeah. If you deviate from the pattern, you're like gravel in machinery. It just... It, it 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 gets annoyed, but it sweeps you away. Uh, Matilda tried to change orders all the time. Like, no, yeah, I want that rice, but with that fish. And yeah. this just fucked everything yeah. up. But I just went along uh, and uh, tried to adapt. And I had a marvelous experience. So, so, you, so you're... I, I sang karaoke, man, and enjoyed myself. Wow. Yes. You really got Japan's experience. Yes. Um, Twice, <laughs> I know because we went to sushi <clears throat> restaurant before, so I know you could eat Japanese food. Was your girlfriend okay with Japanese food too? Yes, yeah, to a certain extent. To I mean, I, some things are uh, hard to uh, adapt. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, like uh, kneecaps, fried chicken kneecaps. That was a uh, that was interesting, man. And also the fried squid balls. Mm-hmm. They're weird. I love those. Those are we call takoyaki. Yaki means uh, fr- uh, uh, fried. Yeah. Taco means octopus. So it's literally fried octopus balls, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I guess you try at least some native food, right? You, obviously, you tried. Yes. No, no. She, we tried everything. Okay. It's just she didn't appreciate everything. Yeah. I think we're getting company. Um, Let's take a quick break. Then. Hold on. All right, we're back. Okay, um, I don't know what we were talking about, but anyway... You, you asked me how old I was. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, and I didn't answer. Right. Yes, I asked you to guess how old I was. Right. And you said mid-30s, but yeah. you lived in the States now for a long while, so you know how we Westerners look. In Japan, when they asked, guessed my age, they guessed 55. No way! Yes, and I bet no. they, I, and I bet, <laughs> no, and, no, and you know no what, and, 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 wait, you know wait, what? Wait. and you know what, and, and you know what, and you know what, are you being funny No, right no, 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 and you know what, I bet they were shaving off 20 years just to be polite. <laughs> oh my god, wait, 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 how old are you, and you said uh, uh, <laughs> wait, that you're the oldest person in the room, and I right. said we will return to that statement <laughs> yes. when we have pressed record, yes, yeah. And you are, yeah. but you don't look it. Yeah. You don't have facial hair. But how this conversation start? <laughs> and then you said, 
yeah. it caused problems in Afghanistan that I couldn't grow a beard because they thought I was a woman and they used me as such. No. no, no. <laughs> it was a problem that I can't get facial hair because I just can't. Yes. I could get just enough. I look like I'm a homeless person, but not like that. But I'm 36. Okay. So I was right. But the Japanese thought I was 55. And they thought Matilda was 45, and they were shaving off 10 years for her as well. I, I bet, just to be polite. But I was sexy in Japan for the first time in my life. I was sexy without anyone knowing who I am. And it's because of this. Uh, hairy, hairy arm, yes. Most and this. Oh, <laughs> hairy chest. Wait. I, suddenly, I, I found myself being in an impossible ideal. Can I ask you something? How, that com- how does the conversation start about your age? That's what I want to know. Uh, Matilda, no, uh, we asked, af- after a few times, we asked Japanese people, like, how old are you? Because we thought everyone was, like, 23. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the people we asked turned out to be, like, 45 and up. Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> okay. So, the thing is, what I, for, for, from my eyes, it's like this. There's no middle ground in Japan. You're right. a child, 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 right. child terribly old person mm-hmm. and then you die there's no man or woman there's no adulthood right yes there's just child old person right yeah and uh eric <laughs> can i ask something when you ask- i must look so harrowed to these people <laughs> they're so clean they they smell so nice you know, their hair is cut so perfectly. <laughs> they, 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 the men and the women both they, they sculpt their yeah, eyebrows. Yeah. I noted, they, and they have the, the, the hygiene is everywhere. It's bathing and showering, and I know you have a great sense of humor. But what's your reaction on consistent basis when people say you're fifty-five? I mean, <laughs> well, I have gray hairs and wrinkles. I know, but I, I mean, understand. But you have, you have, I know you're you're a smart guy. I know you have you still have feelings like. You know, they're adding almost twenty years to your age. Like, I mean, I don't care, but but it is funny. I I think it's funny as well. Yeah, I I think the facial hair. You look older when you have hair. Obviously, children don't have a hair on their face. Yes, so. but I got comments about the hair. Want, they wanted to touch this, on and your they chest. and they said things like George Clooney, and <laughs> and very sexy. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, but, but suck on that, Yoshi Obayashi. And, and, and you're you're absolutely right because when you hang out with certain groups of people, um, see, whenever racist people say Asians all look same, or blacks look same, Arab look same, what they I think what they're really saying, they all look different in the same way. But I, I don't think Japanese people look the same at all. Uh, uh, as each other, uh, I just, or, or as other Asians, yeah. I just think uh, that they, uh, on average, look very young. Yes. Much younger uh, than you would think. It's, 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 it's because, it's for one thing, we... Uh, oh, this almost sounds like some, something that somebody from uh, University of Uppsala, uh, Ups, is that how you say it? Because they started eugenics studies, right? Right, right. <laughs> not the Germans, not the Nazis. It was the Swedes. Yep. But um, we were first. Yes. Yes. Not uh, me personally, of course. I cannot claim but, Laurel. But I, I, I think, I think it's because 
Asian people tend to have le- lower level testosterone, right? I'm, I'm just being honest here. If if if, if there was well, a, they don't eat meat. But but you genetically, eat fucking fish and rice, man. Genetically, when we're I had born, three perfects uh, during my stay in in Japan, three perfects. Do you know what that is? No. A perfect is when you sit down to take a shit, right? And in one go, everything comes out right. in a perfect sausage, yeah. And your anus closes without a single smudge from the poo. Wait, so when you wipe your ass, yeah. there's nothing on the paper. Hence perfect. Hands, hence perfect. I had right. three. Per- I've never had. I'm I'm a very hairy guy. Yeah. I don't have perfects. Right. But the food it was probably good for me. I didn't shit. I shot. Shat, I, I, usually I shit like five times a day, but. There, I sh- maybe once every three days. Maybe I'm a stereotyping, but I have to say, in general, if you're, I have to say, Japanese food tend to be healthier. I ha- I would imagine. Um, you know, they were saying nas- uh, National Geographic, or they were saying that uh, if I remember right, within 30 years, the Mexicans are going to be the heaviest uh, groups of people. Even heavier, if they will beat American as number one in the whole world, which is bad because their food does not uh, really uh, very ten, tend to produce perfects. Yeah, it's it's very starchy and it's it's heavy on calories, and um, I think Japanese food thing to, you know, uh, I, I think yeah, even, but, I, I mean, think even Malcolm Gladwell talk about you know if you go down to southern uh, Japan Okinawa, they have the highest concentration of people who are a hundred years and older. In anywhere else in the world, yeah, and, and there's a lot to have to be vegetables, potatoes, fish, rice, and occasional uh, rice wine, things like that. And there's a lot of heavy walking, you know. Um, so I, th- I think Japanese physical wise is healthier, and their insurance policy in Japan is you get uh, money from this country if you if like if, when the doctor said you need to lose 15 pounds to get, be in a better insurance premium there is incentive to change people's behavior in japan yes the, you know and, indeed and um smart yeah uh, like everything everything i encountered was thought out mm-hmm. in every each little minute detail yes but like i said um just like when Catherine the Great was traveling Russia in a, what is a Potemkin village where they made this fake village to make the queen, Tsar, Tsar, the Tsarina, realize that Russia's okay. But if you look in deeply, there's a lot of problems, right? So Japan, Japan yeah, okay. like anywhere else in the world, there there's other issues. But when you're foreigners, once again, you're never going to be included, but you also are not obligated to be punished by other social obligations. So, in a way, it's kind of a fun place to go, uh, especially in uh, vacationing. You're just going to see the best part of it. And it's funny that we're having conversation about Japan because my hometown of Osaka, uh, there's a place called Nishinari. It's one of the worst places in Japan. It's 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 filled with homeless people. It, it's just it's. I mean. Compared to ghetto in the states, it's nothing like that. But if compared to ghetto in Sweden, it's nothing. Yeah, it, but I, I, well, it's it's pretty bad. I have to say, it's pretty bad. I mean, uh, I, I, okay, I haven't been there. I went to Kyoto, like most people, I guess. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It it, it, it it's the cultural capital of uh, Japan and old capital. Yes, capital. old capital, Kyoto. 
and went from there to Tokyo. Yeah. But um, and then I went to Hiroshima. Oh, you did go there, and I saw the Emperor Yoshi of Japan. Well, he was—he happened to be there when you were there. He makes two appearances a year, and one is on Hatsumuda, or after Hatsumuda. Wait, wait. But did you specifically knowing that he was going to be there, or just a pure accident? No, I knew because I have Google. Have you heard of Google? Yes. Yes. Um, so, My country made it. So I knew that the Eastern Garden of the Royal Palace in Central Tokyo would be open, and that it's yeah. only open twice a year. Right. And that he would appear and speak to his people. So I went there. And there, there was a lot of Japanese people there, Yoshi. But let me guess, a lot of it's older people, right? I don't think yes. you see like... Well, no, well, there's a lot of like children as well. And well, they were forced to go, but I'm, I'm just saying... Um, there's a lot of fears in the rest of Asia, the nationalism and things like that. But I, I think most young Japanese don't have that sort of strong feelings about Japan. Um, you, know, uh, you know, these two guys, the Japanese were executed by ISIS. Now, uh, Prime Minister Abe, who is hated in places like China and South Korea, some people believe that he's using this as pretext to expand and change Article 9, which is the Japanese constitution, to uh, get rid of Article 9, which forbids Japan from uh, military going overseas and things like that. So, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen? Um, he's an aggressive and ultra-nationalistic leader of Japan, and I don't know what's going to happen, but um, um, but to, to you, what was impressive? Like, doesn't most Japanese strike you like pretty peace-loving, kind, mind their business? And um, I, yes, I, I don't think your girlfriend ever felt any sort of danger at night. She said something remarkable. I love you. Uh, n- no, 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 not n- not mind-blowing. But uh, she said that after two and a half weeks in Japan, she said, "I haven't felt the male gaze once." Is that right? Yes. And she said, uh, and I said, that's And I'm not assuming she's attractive, your girlfriend. She's a, she's a very attractive woman. And yeah. I said, that's not strange because you're a fatty, fatty gaijin. Uh, <laughs> no, she is a fatty, fatty, because she's uh, like one, she's tall as I am. And uh, she's a Viking, you know, she's, yeah. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Like relative to the body types in Japan, most Japanese. We towered over people. Yes. What do you? Th- what do you th- I felt tall. What do, you th- what do you think I feel going back to Japan? You know, you I, must be like a mutant freak. It, it it really was a problem because I left when I was ten or eleven, and when I come back, every morning I would hit my head in the ceiling or walking out of the doorway because everything was made for shorter people. So yes. it, I literally didn't. It's really a very low ceiling place, Japan. I think when it comes to certain things. Um. Even apart house-wise, from the, career-wise, for people like myself. Yeah. Well, I we we uh, met a uh, a cab driver, very mm-hmm. nice cab driver in Kyoto. Uh, he drove us uh, up into the mountains, so we had time to chat. He spoke English because he had lived in Australia for twenty years, and he had oh, moved, perfect. And he moved back to take care of his elderly mother now, now on her deathbed, right? Working as a cab driver, and. Um, and he made that joke, actually. Wow. And I said, why did you leave uh, uh, Japan? And he said, well, uh, I'm a very tall guy. He was not a tall guy. He right. was a very short guy. Uh, and uh, Japan has such a low ceiling everywhere. Right. So I, hit, I keep hitting my head. Um, and he had been an ex-hippie, done acid, traveled the world, actually, on a very little budget. And he is... Wow. He spoke a bit Swedish. 
was fascinating. He had been to Sweden back in the 60s or something. Guys like him and many other women like uh, people like that, either they're like crazy or they had problems to just Japan or like you were saying, they're exceptional people that realize they don't have opportunity in Japan so yeah. they leave. That's the consequence of uh, you know concentrating that uh, the solid middle ground, you know, and uh, even even in school, if you happen to have a kid or not as smart as the rest of the group, the teacher will still move the group at the same speed that allow yeah that the less smart person to go with the rest of the group, and you know what's the law of the jungle? If you happen to be an elephant and you just happen to be one sickly elephant. The rest of the group are not going to wait for that. You know, that's just yeah. like the harsh. I mean, that's more American way. I mean, America is all about, you know, you look at the U.S. flag, you see 50 stars. Originally, each one of those stars represents states. But I, I just think it's meaningless now. America's run by stars, whether in music, whether in business. It, 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 they focus so much on star in any field. But do you think America is a true merit meritocracy? I mean, heritage, I mean heritage connections. Of course, uh, that, 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 fact, that, yeah. that factor in. But I can't think anywhere else in the world if you just happen to be extremely sl- smart and ambitious or you just happen to be an extremely beautiful woman. I mean, talk of America. If you go to the right places, you could, you could definitely... Um, yes, but isn't smarts also a biological talent bestowed upon us? Yes. Yes, so why should uh, beauty be accepted from that rating? I mean, if 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 we if if we reward uh, biological traits, which we do, mm-hmm. uh, then um, they're all equally. Uh, I mean, I mean, you didn't choose them; you just got them, right? So, yeah, yes. So well, that's, what's, quin- what's, what, that's coincidence. But what, what's what's well, what's the question? Or oh, you have an issue with that? Or um, no. no? Okay, I'm um, just saying. I mean, you know, in America, like there's there's most people average, but there are privileged groups of people, right? Like, you could be privileged because your family's rich, you could be privileged because you play American football and you're extremely talented, and you 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 get treated differently. You know, when you do something shitty, that you're not um, you don't face consequences. The rest of the people, if you have to be to be young attractive women and you're extremely beautiful you you're you start feeling like you're entitled to certain things that's what i mean i mean if you just happen to be one of those groups of people in america if you if you play smart you benefit enormously you know you've been to new york city and yes. la you know um so I, I do have a mixed feeling because i think if you're ambitious you, you want to go to america it's a great place but if you just happen to be an average person it, it could or even worse Below average person, fuck it. It is a harsh place. It's extremely harsh, you know. I I don't know what's the solution because I come to Sweden. I think if exactly, you're exactly av- that's the solution. They should come to Sweden. Well, I'm sure you you had you guys Swedish Democrat the the anti-immigrant party have a issue with that notion. But um, anyway, going back to Japan, um, did it make you sad that people weren't Staring at your girlfriend, or did she? No, feel they like stared stared at me. I was sexy, George Clooney, sexy. So very sexy, George Clooney. That's so that, that must be really weird for her. Yes, extremely weird, and I think a humbling experience, which was good for her. 
also I, good to see how clean they are and how to take a proper shower mm-hmm. and not like spill things when you eat uh, and make your bed perfectly in the morning. But Aaron, you you make you make it sound like Sweden is a dirty place, and it's exceptionally <laughs> clean. Place, yes, you know, like even yes, yeah, but Japan it, Japan is cleaner. I, I was blown away. Like, even the central station yesterday, like it, it looks even more fancier than I remember a year ago. And I tell you, you've been to Seven Eleven in the states. Oh my God, Seven Eleven in Scandinavia is unbelievable. It's so clean. It's completely different from what I'm used to. Like. I've been plenty of Seven Eleven. Like usually, they kind of like it's shitty. But the Japanese Seven Elevens are incredible, even, even cleaner, cleaner. And the food that they have, uh, oh my god, it's, it's amazing! It's amazing, yeah. Yes, very good food. Uh, the, the the food experience through my trip was uh, ex- ex- everything is exceptional. But was there anything that you didn't like? There must been something. And if you didn't see anything that you didn't like, you will if you ended up moving there. Because it's impotable. Yeah. I, 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 uh, it's I, just like I, early I phase of dating a girl. Like everything's great. But if you ended up... I bought a pair of jeans mm-hmm. at uh, an undisclosed store. It was Uniqlo. Uh, and I wanted them to, s- to sew them up for me. Right. Which they did for free. They sent out a guy who, mm-hmm. who took my measurements. And then when I came back the day after to pick up my uh, jeans, my jeans, uh, he came and presented it to the cashier uh, that she would give the jeans to me. Right. And he was bowing. He was kowtowing. Is that the word? He was he was cr- crawling up to her in to the senior person. Yes, giving her the jeans. Yes. And she just gave him a look like he was disgusting, and then he scurried away. Yeah, and that made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Yes, yes. Well, Japan is a well-ordered society, and when I say order, every everything and everyone knows their place. Right? Yes. And on one hand, it's you have a civil and law and order society, but the price you paid is. Maybe those people don't want to be in this situation, but they're not given the opportunity. Or once in that situation, they can't get out of it. Yeah. You know? And um, I mean, it's kind of funny we were having this conversation because uh, here I am in Sweden. I spend about an hour reading up and things about my hometown that I don't know. It just it just prompted me. I, I was curious, kind of read up on it. And which home? Also, like Japan, but my my neighborhood, like. I remember having lunch with my friend Stan Chen. He's a pilot for FedEx and a very funny comedian. We went to a really nice Japanese restaurant place called Gardena, California. And at this Japanese restaurant, the waitress is Japanese. She asked me, oh, where are you from? I said, Osaka. And she, she asked me what part. And I told this person where I'm from. She goes, oh, my God, that's a really rough neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And for most Japanese, they don't even give you honest opinion. But it was that bad of a neighborhood. But I grew up in that neighborhood, so I don't have any point of reference when I was a kid. I was so used to that way of lifestyle, you know, because whenever foreigners say like Japan's clean, this and that, well, not in my neighborhood. I've seen people getting stabbed. It's dirty. There's a lot of homeless people. There's Yakuza. So whenever people, foreigners tell me they can't dream to go to, they have a dream to go to Japan. Like, well, the part places that you guys want to go is not the places that I grew up, you know? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Finding drugs in Japan is not going to, it's not easy, is it? 
it's not easy and you don't want to get caught with drugs yeah yeah one of the harshest countries i, I think anything with drugs in asia it's a really bad news it's really really bad news i highly recommend not to do that and i didn't yeah yay me but i met the emperor and i went to hiroshima you saw and, the emperor and and i there's one more instance where i actually made uh, the facade crack so uh, me and my girlfriend is in a store yeah she uh, i uh, she sees um, uh, a top on a mannequin and she runs over to the top enamored with it what about top a, a top that you can wear oh, yeah. oh, oh like I see, a, yeah like a you know a blouse yeah yeah uh, it's on a mannequin and, and she runs up to it she's yeah. very smitten with the, the item mm -hmm. uh, uh, and she's like oh this is so uh, nice but I can't uh, wear it and I was like why because you're a fatty fatty gaijin mm -hmm. and when I said that out loud mm -hmm. I didn't realize they would understand the last and there were four uh, store people just standing erect mm -hmm. just looking at us smiling yeah. but when I said that they all burst out laughing at the same time and then cover their mouths yeah. like in shame uh, because they had lost face. And I knew, I knew I had said what they were thinking, fatty, fatty gaijin. That's what they thought. You know, in Japan, um, meeting someone... So, you know, every culture have what's considered appropriate and inappropriate. So whenever I travel... If they do something that I don't like, I don't jump to conclusion thinking what they did was malicious because it could very well be that it's not it's harmless in that country, right? So in Japan, meeting somebody and say, "Oh, you're getting weight or you're getting heavy or something like that," it's not as bad as let's say in North America, you know. But you just don't talk about it. But yeah, I, I remember like uh, when I talked to some of my Japanese friends, like it's, it's like it was I started laughing because it's a reverse cultural shock to me, like. Holy fuck! You know, I'll, I'll tease my female fat female comedian friend like they're getting fat, but yeah, they would say that like, "Oh, you're getting fat." You know, I don't think most Swedes would do that, would they? No, not especially not to a woman. No, ever. And, and I'm sure if I meet your girlfriend ever, I bet you she's not fat at all. You're just comparing how little Asian women in Japan. Exactly. Yeah. No, she's not fat at all. In fact. She probably can't find... You know me. I am very shallow. Yes. yes. You, she's probably not going to find too many bra to fit her size. Because, you know, I mean, Asian, Japanese women, does, most average Japanese women don't have those bigger breasts like Swedish women, I don't think. Probably not. That's I, not I'm not going to go into my girlfriend's... Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna do, uh, talk about that. But, but did, uh, did your girlfriend laugh when you call, call tease her about being fat? No, she started laughing when they lost face and started laughing. Okay, and they did lose face, Yoshi. They were very sorry, as everyone was all the time in Japan. Whenever you did anything, they were very sorry, very, very sorry, very sorry. Even though there was nothing to be sorry about, they were sorry. And here's a, one of the irony of Japan, because they will say the word "sumimasen," which is "excuse me" or "sorry." But they say sorry so often, but when it comes to World War II, it's very hard for them to say sorry. Yes, well, um, what, uh, what did they do in World War II again? <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't really affect you guys in European war. Uh, uh, not course, much, it, no. It affected the Dutch because they were down in Indonesia. I yeah. know that. Um, 
and I'm sure British because and the Americans, Americans obviously. Yes, yeah. but um, I was in Hiroshima, and what so was that like uh, uh, when you were there? I haven't been there. Whenever before. you tell a Japanese person you've been to Hiroshima, they seem to be sincerely grateful. Mm-hmm. They seem to not say thank you uh, like. Usually, when you interact with them in a more situation, but why? Why when you were in Hiroshima, you were doing those sounds? Why were you doing that? I Kaboom. wasn't. I was, but I've I've seen uh, I've seen monuments to dead people before, and mm-hmm. this is a this is an interesting spot because uh, this is the birth of the atomic age in a sense, isn't it? Yes. Yes, and uh, for for, for a years. brief part of a second, a sun existed on Earth. Over Hiroshima, six hundred meters over Hiroshima. Yeah, a sun existed there. We created a sun. Humanity created a sun, and lots of people died. When you were there, did you see a lot of foreigners, or is it mostly Japanese? Uh, both, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, it's quite uh, to see the pictures, and, and you know, all the children. Uh, they they found like children clothes and stuff right. that they put out on. On display, and then you go through with an audio piece, uh, listening to the story of each person and how they were all. And there's striving. that one building that's still half burned, right? They kept that one building right there. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The dome. Yeah. Yes, and I saw that too. Quite a striking sight. Uh, yeah, it's hard to imagine. Everything was swept away. So. Um, I saw that, and then we went back to Tokyo. But when you say to Japanese people that you've been to Hiroshima, they seem to be sincerely good. They say, thank you, thank you, and they look at you. And when you say that you've met the emperor, they become very impressed. You didn't meet, you saw him. No, no, I met the emperor. What do you mean you met? I was in a square filled with people, and he was on a balcony. Behind bulletproof glass, surrounded by beautiful women in different kimono-like outfits, Kill Bill style. And wh- Everything wh- was very Kill Bill in Japan. That's crazy because <laughs> yes. uh, no, but it's no, cra- that movie must have have had an enormous Im- impact on like the style and shit mm-hmm. in Japan, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. Um, that's strange because I'm I'm never so emperor ever living in Japan, and uh, at least not in you know person obviously. Um, so, how how did you like your experience in Bullet Train? Fantastic. Is is aren't they great? I mean, uh, fantastic. They're unbeatable. I can't imagine the fact they make no sound. Isn't that crazy? They literally hovering over the railroad track. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, I figured out how they did it. Mm-hmm. They cut the rails vertically towards each other in a knife-like pattern, and then they fold them over each other. So. Uh, Yes, it's an origami style Shut solution. Up. No, it's true. I walked along the tracks. There wasn't a cigarette butt, uh, a soda can. There was nothing along the tracks. It was clean. But you know, you you pay heavy price for that. You know, like the way I compare. I'm sure. I, the way I compare Japanese from Chinese, when you go to Chinatown, it's a fucking mess. I mean, yes. especially going to New York City, it's a fucking mess. But to me. To me, Japanese are like classical music. There, you really can get out of those notes. You follow exactly what the music she's telling you. Yes. Whereas the Chinese are jazz. Yes, it could be messy, but sometimes you get creative genius in there too. You know, this impromptu music and 
I think that's why Chinese are so good at entrepreneurship because you know you you take a risk. There's a lot of uh, creative shit going there. Whereas Japanese are more corporate, kaisha as we call it in Japan, and it's, it's order too. And when you wa- waste so much time trying to clean this facade of being clean, you you, you ended up wasting a lot of resources as well. I I uh, I would gather as much because I saw. Like in every public toilet, and there are many public toilets, mm-hmm. by the way, like many public toilets, they're spotless. You walk into them, they're spotless because there's two people in there cleaning them all yeah. the time. And like cops were standing by a rail crossing, mm-hmm. uh, just like, uh, like not a f- few cops, shitloads of cops yeah. were standing just guiding people over a railway crossing when there was a, what do you call these? Oh, uh, railroad crossing, kind of like those. Uh, yeah, the, you know, uh, fold down block. Yeah, yeah, that blocks it. So that was in place. So ordinarily, you just have to like obey that if right. you want to live. It's not that complicated. But they had maybe eighteen police police officers there guiding people over whenever the the beam raised. I um I I I don't know yet, but uh, I I told one of my friends to set up something for 2016, and I might go back, and I would like to go back. I don't want to live there again. It's just impossible for me, but I do miss it a lot, and especially when I meet people that've been visiting Japan. But my plan is, if I do go back and I don't have any legal problems, one thing I would like to do is interview as many expats living in Japan because I I find it really really interesting, and this is. This is a country that I really don't. It's not my home anymore, you know. It's it's me going back will be like stranger in strange land again, you know. I'm I'm, I'm American. And, no, uh, um, I feel more close to coming to Europe, if anything, you know. But um, I'm glad you went. I, I I hope you have a chance to go back again. So do I. Do you, Do you think your girlfriend, I missed a few things. Do you think your girlfriend would like to go back, or she she was like, yeah, this it's like watching a good movie. By no, no, she would definitely like to go back. Okay. Um, I mean, for a foreigner, it's an amazing experience. It's like visiting the future from 40 years ago. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, and I understand that the social cost to bear, if you want that level of perfection, uh, or if that's what you strive for as an ideal, uh, is heavy. I understand that as well. The notion, I think it's John Locke or Rousseau, the social contract, Japanese are they understand that the contract that they have within with them and them, themselves, you know. And, you know, when you had the whole tsunami, earthquake, and nuclear disaster in Japan, hundreds of millions of yen were returned to their rightful owner. And I, I don't know I don't know if that could really happen in the rest of Asia. I mean, uh, and many, many times, you know, injured people say, please don't worry about me, go help somebody else hurt more, you know. I think, I think, you see very few people will cut the line you know that's one thing i have to say about japan like very fair very fair and they they feel like we're we're one big group and i don't think that really happened in other places in the world but the crime rate is low the violent crime crime rate is exceptionally low i think i i think it's very low but i think they do something that's so different from um in the west Every society has psychopaths and sociopaths. The way Japanese feel like it's better to allow criminal organization exist publicly so you could at least 
know where all the you know crazy people's at and <laughs> we, we call those yakuza i mean literally there is billboards i'm saying yamaguchi gumi which is the biggest mob group in japan and they have signs basically saying this is mob r us they have business card and things like that because i think japanese feel like we're gonna have crazy people too we rather have those people run by criminal organization keep those people under control you know so we we have problems we have homeless people but it's still more but i did see homeless people yeah it's more pragmatic approach to crime you know yeah and uh, it's become inexpensive as a westerner at least as a swede to go there and right now i mean the yen has crashed like 50 percent in the last two years it's starting to pick up again but but so it was a very i mean it's a, if you're just visiting it's an amazing place to see sure i highly recommend people to do that and especially um westerner if they're afraid to go to asia go to japan first i think that's yes. that's an easy intro to uh but i i don't think japan is asia is it it's its own thing well yeah it's it's like because i've been to china England to Europe, what Japan is to Asia, but Japan really is. I mean, they're Asiatic people, but culturally, it's it's just so different. I mean, were you were you were you shocked how many billboards, gigantic TV screen, where they will bombard people with marketing and advertisement with white people, especially yes. beautiful white women. Yes, they're just bombard them. Yes, and. And a lot of uh, uh, cosmetics. Cosmetic stuff. But uh, and youth. They idolize youth, I think. Uh, I went to a maid cafe. Oh, you did? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where everyone... I also went to a love hotel. It was very nice. It was an extreme and obscene uh, experience. It, it almost uh, feels like the Vegas level of uh, absurdity, right? Because um, they have different but, rooms, like yeah. spaceship room. You have. I uh, had underwater... Yeah, 3D dolphin room. Yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, I, I know you're used to seeing girls like that, but I, I, I cannot stop marvel. I, I, I find Eastern European beautiful too. I, I, I like Romanian and, and women like that too. But when I whenever I visit Scandinavia, God damn, it's... I think you guys are so used to seeing girls like that. But, man, you got some amazing looking women in scandinavia you know when i was in copenhagen oslo and stockholm especially yes. friday and saturday night in in central stockholm area you know, we are spoiled beyond it, it, measure it's, it's you know you've been to states they're beautiful la la and new york city have beautiful women because beautiful people from all over the world go to those places because yes. they could cash in with their looks but um I'm ho- it was really shocking the first time I landed in Most Stockholm. of them probably don't cash in. Yeah, because I don't think most girls think they're special, but I remember landing in Stockholm four or five years ago the first time. What's the small regional airport? Um, it's not- probably true for men too, but yes. Orlando or Bromma? Not Orlando. Skavsta. That's it. Ryanair and... As soon as I land, I need to get a, a bus ticket to Stockholm. And I remember buying a ticket from the girl behind the counter. And she was fucking beautiful. Yes. You know, probably five foot eight, five foot nine. Blonde. I don't know what that means. Well, very tall. Tall, skinny, good looking girl with blonde hair, blue eyes. Beautiful. I mean, I was shocked. 
the girl like that would be working places like that. Because most people at Greyhound bus and states are monsters working behind a counter. You know, they're just like brontosaurus, you know what I mean? Hippopotamus and just fucking a beast working, you know. I'm just being honest here. And like you have people that look like that working in, in Sweden. But you, I, I don't know. I'm just we thinking. are conformists as well. But, you know, you got a lot of beautiful people here. But and Japan are, they're amazing looking. I mean, they all look si- slightly childish. And when I mean slightly, I mean they look like children. You, you're very youthful looking, yeah. Yes. But I have to say, when it comes to advertisement, they always have women selling cosmetic all look like Scandinavian. Right? Let's just be yes. honest. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, you yeah. don't see Puerto Rican or black or Middle Eastern. A lot of white babies, too. I saw a lot of white babies. Yeah. And I saw that all the women and some of the men had lenses that made their irises in mm. the eyes bigger. Right. Just bigger. Not corrective lenses, just bigger. Uh, to make them look more kawaii, I suppose. Kawaii, yeah, yeah. cute, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Tyranny of uh, cuteness. That's but I, I, I found uh, the essence of rebellion, rebelliousness, I didn't find it anywhere, Yoshi. If, if they have those, it's more control, ironically. Like, kids who leave their home in a traditional uh, school outfit, but as soon as they're away a couple blocks, they'll take that shit off and wear this, I don't know, punk rock shit. So... It's more, but the punk rock, all those youth groups that you see, they are very polite. They're just as polite as <laughs> yeah. everyone else in Japan. Which makes it's no just, sense. Punk, punk is not. Yeah, politeness. I know. They've just taken the clothes. Yeah, and they do it to an extreme. They aesthetic. They yeah. do the aesthetic to an extreme, but they don't take the behavior or the essence of punk and incorporate it into their life. Be- not at all. Because that'll be too disruptive, and you're breaking social contract you have with. Uh, yes. Yes. I saw a small child accidentally drop a piece of gum paper on mm-hmm. the subway floor. And uh, an old man just pointed and stared. Everyone stared. Mm-hmm. And the boy picked it up, right, filled with shame, and put it in his bag. I, I've, I, I've told this in other podcasts, but I remember seeing my cousin's kid. This kid was hillian. He was a troublemaker, screaming, yelling, throwing shit. First three times I saw him, three different years. But I think the fourth time when I got back, that rebellionness is gone. He was such a polite kid. It's because society beat the shit out of that kid. Like, uh, you, you can't behave that anymore. You know? No, no, no. No, the and, children were... Mar- old. You see children everywhere. Yes. But they're marvelously well-behaved. But you pay one even thing. babies seem well behaved. Yeah, I thought they. I I I suspect they drugged the babies. <laughs> somehow, somehow they drugged the babies. That's what my mom used to do when they were misbehaving airplane. She'll knock me out with a whiskey. But mm. I think my mom was exception to the rule. But yes, yeah, I'm I'm glad. Like you know, like I said, I'm glad you had a good experience in Japan. I do want to go back. I do like Japan. It just. I appreciate all the freedoms that I have in in the West and um, arrest development. I don't act like my age. I'm irresponsible. And it's because in the West, they give you freedom to make those bad decisions. It's it's hard to do it in Japan. But and they I, have comedy in Japan as well. Yes, but they would never do political humor and stuff like that. There's no No, way. no, no, no. It's they they make social humor. I saw uh, some game shows with comedians, obvious comedians. Yeah. And there were all men in, in, in the panel, in the comedy panel on stage, in mm-hmm. 
Deus. Is that how you call it? What? Deus. On the Deus. Yes. Yes. Uh, and there were only women in the audience. And uh, it was obvious that most of the things were about uh, uh, like racy stuff, social yeah. social stuff. You know, like, would you shake hands with a black person? Or, yeah. Uh, yes. Would you let an iguana it, it, piss it, it, on it's, your it's face? It's interesting you you brought that brought it up because uh, there's a guy named uh, Baye McNeil. If I think I hope I'm saying his last name. They call him Loco in Yokohama. Mm -hmm. He's an African American writer who left USA right after 9/11 and moved to Japan at this point 14 years ago and started teaching English in Japan. But he wrote two books talking about his experience as a black man living in Japan, the racism, things like that. He's very thoughtful. In fact, 2005, right after the tsunami, um, he was considered top 10 best expat living in Japan as a writer and critic of Japan. He's one of those kinds, of, very thoughtful. He passed, he asked, this petition to be passed like a week ago where there's this show in Japan where it's like one of those musical slash comedy show but the show revolve around Japanese playing, putting black faces on their face this is 2015 you know and he he's against it so he's getting a bunch of foreigners and hopefully some thoughtful well-traveled Japanese to sign petition to get rid of but it but how will, will he uh, explain to the Japanese that uh, it's offensive and it is it's uh, no yes but uh, why it's offensive it's offensive because putting bl blackface yes why is it offensive I, I guess if you're American he is American it, it, it was a tradition where the whites will put black faces to um, minim minimalize and trivialize black experience so it's about su uh, establishing superiority over another race correct Yes. Ethnic group. Yeah. Yes. Uh, or skin color. Right. Yes. And uh, how and, will and, he... And I, how guess, will I, he guess, I guess they're trying to dehumanize black people too. Yes, but yeah. how would he explain to the Japanese that they're not superior? Because <laughs> you know, I, I would give it a try. But I don't think I'd make a convincing argument. I don't. I I think that's a that's a tough one because I met so many of my uh, friends and family members and uh, Japanese people in general. They always say stuff like this to me, which is they don't have racism in Japan, and no, it's not racism. If no, it's no, true. But, but let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. And 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 partly, if they're a decent human being and and they're being honest, I I understand where they're coming from, but. For you to be racist, you have to have other race to give you a, a, a opportunity to, to be a racist. And they don't, most Japanese don't have that. So when they say they're not racist, technically, I, I understand what they're saying. They're correct. But if you live in an environment with a bunch of other uh, races, there's good percentage of people who, who, who will have those prejudicial. I, uh, I mean, I always tell people jokingly, I'm racist. We all have certain level of prejudice and racist attitude. You just don't exercise those feelings and do something bad right but um i i, I just think it's it's 2015 there should be a little bit more sophisticated but it, it will be very hard to explain why it's such a sore subject to black people because yes it would be very hard to explain it, it's very hard because they didn't they don't know the history of they black don't, people they don't care 
they don't care. And if you explained it, I I think they think they, they'll you be like, over- yeah. So the white people enslave the black people. Yes. yes. And you're saying that's wrong. Why? Yeah. Why? Why is that wrong? <laughs> because Japanese uh, trying to enslave other Asian people. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and they would enslave black people and Europeans too if they were closer. Yes. Yes. Um, Back in the days, at least. I think so. You know, Bae, you know, local in Yokohama. He's he's you know, and um, I, I think about nine, ten years ago, um, Harry Connick Jr., very famous American jazz player, was in Australia as a panel as one of the talent TV show, mm-hmm. and he was one of the judge. And there was this very popular group in Australia. They opened the curtain, they got start dancing. They're white dancers, except they have black faces on it. And everyone in the audience and, and Australian judges were going crazy. They loved it. And everybody gave high score, except when Harry Connick Jr.'s turn to give score, he gives zero. And it was, they were stunned. And he basically explained, like, look, I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not here to tell you what's considered funny or not funny. But where I'm coming from, this is unacceptable. It's, 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 a, it's a terrible thing. Uh, we wouldn't allow that in the States because of our terrible history and this is just absolutely wrong and they feel really bad about it you know um i think very least there should be a dialogue explaining why black people feel that way and let the japanese hear what they have to say then they they make decision from their that point on you know but i am a little surprised at 2015 that uh as well travel as they they are that um they're doing that just like you know, maybe, maybe. I, I think maybe I, I think everyone should be allowed to make fun of the Japanese. Okay, because they are truly superior. They can take it. But they pretend they don't say that, but they pretend like that. But whenever a group of people think they're superior, I think it comes from insecurity. That's no the thing. shit. You know, oh, as a Jewish person, you know this quite well. But what um, do you mean? I take offense, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I. I don't know. I just think it's silly when they're trying to say like Japanese and Chinese, Japanese and Koreans and Chinese are different. Like genetically speaking, so, sorry, racist people in Asia, there really isn't a whole lot of difference, you know. Well, the Japanese are Chinese to start with, aren't they? Yeah, I mean they didn't just appear. No. it's an island country. Somebody had to cross that water, yes. you know. And the northern part of it had an indigenous and has. I knew. Yes. Yes. The Sam, the Samic of, of uh, Japan. So Nipponese Sami people. Um, anyway, we're we're recording. So uh, Aaron, you, everything cool with you for last year in Sweden? Uh, anything do you want to plug plug in? You want to promote anything? Your website? Well, if you're a, a a person who likes to watch things in Swedish that you don't understand, but yeah. still pay like real dollars for it, yes, you can watch my special on Vimeo. Uh, where could they find it? What's it's called En Svensk Fientlig Afton. There's no way they're going to find that. En Svensk Fientlig Afton. It means a, Swedo, a Swedophobic Eve. Okay. Uh, with me, Aron Flam. And it's on Vi- a- Vimeo. A- Vimeo. Yeah. A-R-O-N space F-L-A-M. A-M. Yes. Yes. So, uh, and uh, watch it from start to end because that's the only way I'll, I'll, I'll see it registered as a real statistic. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's pretty much... I'm going on tour of Sweden in April. I, I hope you 
come maybe when we are in Gävle or Umeå. I'm not you personally, Yoshi. I'm inviting your listeners now. Um, how many different cities? How many different cities slash towns you're going to be performing in Sweden in April? Thirteen so far. Um, can you name the places? I probably don't recognize most of it, but yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, Malmö, Lund, Gothenburg, Stockholm. Some of the shoppings, I think. Mm-hmm. Edsbyn, po- probably. Umeå, Luleå. Um, some other places. Gävle, Uppsala. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, and other places that sound as if though they could be in Lord of the Rings. Well, or, or, or Game of Thrones. I, <laughs> yes. mean, this, I mean, Scandinavia really is Game of Thrones area. The well, winter is w- coming. Winter's, winter's fucking here, yeah. buddy. It's getting lighter, though. It's very um, nice. Today was sunny. It was sunny and it's a lot lighter than because when I, was, when I was here last time, holy fuck, I'll go back, go to bed so late. By the time I get up, I miss the sun. Yeah, you but know? you can miss the sun. Any, yeah. I mean, it's it's light for a few hours a day and it's behind clouds. And But I, I, I love uh, coming to Sweden. We're dying uh, here. You guys are evacuate me, Yoshi, evacuate <laughs> me with you. Take me to California. You should come. I will. But if if I live in Sweden, man, I I I don't know how many times on Friday and Saturday night if I'm in the subway system, you know, especially if they just got paid. Good lord, those girls, unbelievable. Look at me, Yoshi. I have pimples. I have gray hairs, <laughs> yellow teeth. I am looking as if though I'm 75 to Japanese people. Right. Yes. <laughs> Although your girlfriend, I'm your girlfriend's beautiful. Yes, I'm very sexy. I'm George Clooney. All right. Well, Aaron, thanks for doing it. It's good seeing you. I'm glad you went to Japan. Any any big news for the last year? Something happened in Sweden that you want to talk before we finish? Or um, I, I really haven't happened fo- in Sweden. Well, we changed government. We now have a social democratic government again. Is that good or bad? It's schmad. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. As long as it's not Swedish Democrats, right? That's the, that would be a problem. But now, yeah, it's really weird. Uh, now we have like a, our s- second speaker of the house is, uh, yeah, he's from the Swedish Democrats. He's basically a Nazi. Uh, I mean, they would public, publicly no, but, 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 say don't, that don't, they're don't, not... Don't, don't exaggerate, but explain to listen. Swedish Democrats are the, the most anti-immigrant, maybe a little bit anti-Islamic... Um, it's a working class populist party. I don't like populism. Uh, and part of their populism is immigration. Are they like a Swedish Tea Party group? Remember Tea Party group in the States? I think it has uh, that streak in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, but I mean, the leadership of uh, the Swedish Democrats, they have been pretty slick, I suppose. So They're far. Savvy. They made, they made, I have to admit, they made me laugh because one of the guys was explaining... Swedes as J.R.R. Tolkien's elves, this beautiful, fair yes. elves, and the Muslim and brown people are the orcs trying to invade <coughs> your beautiful country, and I guess I am one of those orcs. No, you're not, because you're uh, uh, Asian, right? Korean. Yeah, because, you know, I never feel any sort of prejudicial things ever in Scandinavia. I think when they see me, usually they think, oh, you're just visiting, you're going to leave anyway. So I'm not the problem. Well... Uh, I think the Swedish Democrats are mainly disenchanted uh, uh, lower class uh, Swedish people. 
Yes, and when you have a le- uh, less economic opportunity, one of the first group you get mad is immigrants. Yes, but mm-hmm. we're still doing, I mean, as a country economically, we're still apparently doing better than most of the world. Yes. Um, Anything from the Germany northward on, they're doing really well. I mean, I have to say, Belgium, I'm sure. And yeah, but that's, just, I mean, northward on. That's nor, it's it, uh, Germany and northward. Germany and then there's us. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But God forbid, Italy, Greece, Spain, places like that. It's fucking crumbling, man. It's crumbling. And uh, I hate to say it, but uh, I benefit from it because Euro is so weak compared to what I remember. This is the weakest I've seen in 12 years. Yep. That's one of the reasons why I decided to come here like a month ago. And uh, I mean, Spanish Corona is like weak too. I mean, it's almost 34, 35 dollars almost 40 percent stronger than what i remember from a year ago as well so i'm glad for you Yoshi. thank you um <laughs> anyway um all right Arn, maybe if we have a chance we maybe record another one but thanks and tell the person who listens to buy on svensk afton at vimeo yeah i mean Arn's very funny support him in scanning uh sweden this coming April tell, the, tell that person who's listening that he should learn swedish or she should learn swedish and listen to and watch. Well, let me tell you something. Um, they do breakdown of people who download my episodes. Uh, it's USA, Great Britain. No, no, USA, USA, Great Britain, Canada, Australia. Then number five is Sweden. Hmm. I don't. I don't know why there's a listeners in Sweden, but um, yeah, you guys. You guys been very great. Um, I don't have problem with you guys. I don't like your policy about the prostitution. I'm not too keen on that. I will kick you in the balls. And I'm definitely uh, not a supporter of uh, your drug policy. That's the biggest problem I have. I agree. Uh, it's just terrible. I, I think American government is putting a lot of pressure because in Denmark, it's, you know, I've, I've already talked about this many, many times. I think Danes have a better policy regarding drugs. Yes. Uh, my friend Michael Olson, who runs the Illegal Magazine, and um, my friend Jorgen runs uh, Danish Drug Users Union. He's president of it. So the Danes have a better approach to drugs, just like the Germans. I was in Frankfurt. They have these drug rooms where throughout downtown Frankfurt where you could go and use, if you want to inject heroin, you're allowed. And if you're ODing, there's some medical uh, people yes. who come and help you. And I, co- I consider him as a friend, but um, uh, Harris Widows, famous comedic writer who was one of the writers and executive producer on, on Parks and Recreation, which ended yesterday. He died a week ago. He was only 30 years old. Sorry. And uh, Sarah Soberman uh, is the one who gave him the opportunity to get into business. But yeah, I mean, he OD on heroin. As, uh, that's my understanding. But uh, great guy, very talented, very funny guy. Who knows if he had a facility where he could take heroin, not worry about anything. Maybe there would have been someone who was there to help him, and you know he was fucking thirty years old. So, yeah, hate the fucking drug policies. But anyway, Aaron, thanks. Um, I hope you have a chance to go to Japan, and I'm I'm very happy to be back in Sweden, and it's good to see you in a deal. And uh, yeah, I can't Same. wait. I I can't wait till you come back to the states, and uh, good luck with you in April. Nor can and, I. And, and I'm going to apply for political asylum in the States. <laughs> that, 
Uh, people who are listening to this show, please, please, if you live in Sweden, go check Aaron because he's hilarious. And uh, um, anyway, thanks for listening to the episode. Bye bye.